Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two. Roll A, fade up on A. Southernness to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, here we go. Another edition of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Glad you're with us wherever you're tuned in this afternoon on the Super Talk Radio Network or online. We're glad to have you. Good show for you today. We're about to talk to Jeremy Tovaint. Tovey. Tovey, excuse me. Administrative Assistant of Men's Basketball. Dima Mixon, illustrious sports writer for the Student Princes in the in the house with us as well, so we're looking forward to that. That was a great job. Yeah, I think they named an alcoholic beverage after him, Dima. Or was Dima. that Zima? No, that was Zima, I think. That would years be ag- Zima. Kelly. Yeah, years ago. Sorry. Jeremy Tukolve is the administrative assistant of men's basketball. Uh, Jeremy, we're glad to have you on the show. Real quickly, let me remind people we're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Course Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel, and the opening segment of the show every day is sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, great friends of ours. And a great place to take your family for dinner tonight. All right, Jeremy, uh, we were talking off air. You uh, and Kelly have got something in common. You're both big Pittsburgh Steelers fans. <laughs> uh, I think you misheard me. I didn't oh, say okay. That. I'm sorry. You said but, Cincinnati uh, Bengal fan. Okay. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Big that's difference. Right. You got it right that time. You know, Bobby, the first man that the first time Jeremy Tacovey's been on the show, and you insult him like that by calling him a Steeler fan. <laughs> On the air. Well, y'all own the Steelers. Y'all wear them out every time you. No, I got that reverse. So keep keep I'm it up. Sorry. I'll turn the car around right now, young man. <laughs> All right, Jeremy. Let's forget about NFL football. And talk about basketball. Uh, tough loss uh, last week for the basketball team. I think kind of a, a a surprising loss. What what has been the mindset of the squad since then? As you get ready to uh, hit the floor again here very soon. So yeah, you know, this past weekend it was a tough tough loss for our program however the mentality of our guys and our staff and everybody involved has been positive you know it's 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 still a long season to go and we're taking you know taking what what happened the other day and and trying to move forward and and do things differently and and come together and and try to win one thursday night and then and then try to win one again saturday night we have to quickly 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 bounce back yeah we were talking yesterday. It's hard to overcome a loss uh, like the two big men that you lost last year, Pinckney and uh, and Hase. Uh, is that is that the big difference, or, or can you put your finger on what is producing the struggles right now? You know, DeAndre and Felipe both were were major major floor generals in a sense that they were leaders and they they were able to step up. They had a ton of experience on the floor. Um, you know, they just played 
really sound basketball, and they brought the team together. And I think one of the things, you know, obviously losing those two guys have hurt us a little bit, but I think our guys were just still trying to find ourselves and, and, and you know, find ourselves in a way where we can play together, and, and I think that's going to happen really soon. I really do. Luke? Jeremy, um, let, let's talk about uh, Austin Crowley and so much, you know, expectation put on him, the preseason player of the year, and he got injured against Ole Miss. And uh, what are you guys looking, you know, out of him as as conference play starts starts to heat up? Yeah, you know, Austin, he had a little bit rough go of a time down at Ole Miss. He he sustained an injury that sidelined him during that game. Um, I think the big thing with Austin is we need Austin to be Austin in the sense that, you know, he needs we, he needs to go out and just play his game. And I really believe that that's going to happen. You know, Austin's been great, and I think I think he's going to stay consistent and, and help his teammates and, and really try to contribute to help us win. We've uh, we, we've seen since Carbello has come back, we've seen the starting five kind of shift around. Is that still in flux? Do you think? Um, is it now because you feel like other than Nefta, you've got everybody? Uh, is, is that more of a chemistry thing that you try to work it out um, in, in these next few conference plays and see the the best five that gel together early? Yeah, you know, the whole year we've kind of had a different five. You know, pretty much every game. Uh, I think the big, you know, chemistry is huge, um, and having Andre in the lineup now is is added an additional piece to our roster that can play. But I think also at the same time, since he had to sit out, we're still trying to find that chemistry, and and I think you know here soon everything is going to hopefully start gelling together in that from that standpoint. Kelly, well, Jeremy. You know, we love our Eagles, but let's just put it on the line. We we crapped the bed uh, at Statesboro on Saturday, you know, mm-hmm. after, after the start that they had. And we talked about, you know, getting the chemistry right for the season. Well, you got two really good teams coming in here to, to uh, Green Coliseum Thursday night. Georgia State comes in. And then Saturday, the, what could be the best team in the league in James Madison coming in. Um, we we got we, we to gotta get right quickly so how do we do that what is the biggest concern that has you guys up at night as a staff i think you know a lot of that of course falls on our assistants and and our head coach but i think as a staff we just the thing that's that's keeping us is we just are trying to push forward you know um and i would just say you know that with these two games coming up that we just need to stay consistent try to find ourselves again be able to move the basketball score the basketball and and really try to sit down and and play defense you know and and try to try to rely on that to help us win some games you know Hase was was not only a big man but he was a big man that could shoot on the perimeter and one of the things that seems to me, and I preface this Jeremy by saying I I have certainly never coached a game of basketball but Eagles Bringing in two seven footers, you thought there might be some type of inside presence with the big guys, but you know between injuries, is 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 that a big piece of the puzzle that's missing right now for this team? You know, I think we have had some shooting woes. Um, of course, you know we had beginning of the year we struggled to score, and then we kind of had a spurt where we were really scoring, moving the ball well, and we're, we're recently you know having some struggles again. Um, you know. With the inside presence, you know, we, we definitely are missing Felipe's outside shot. 
um, along with DeAndre's and all of our other guys. But I think I think our inside presence is going to get better as time goes on. You know, Tegra is a is 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 doing a good job of coming back from his injury that he had over the summer, and he's really, you know, it, it affected his hand in a way that he's now having the, you know, he's finally starting to get his normal movements back and stuff like that, and it's just become a process. And I really do believe that that inside game is going to come back here soon. And Jay, hey, uh, hey guys, we got some breaking news, by the way. Uh, Jay Ladner, and this is uh, Big Old Nation putting this out. I guess this happened right before practice. Neftali Alvarez is out for the remainder of the season. That is on Twitter from multiple um, news outlets. Right. I can't say that we're surprised. I no. think I think that's what we expected. But Jeremy, before I let you go, can we both can we both agree that the Kansas City Chiefs are cheaters <laughs> and have no business being in the NFL? And did you see where the Bengals have to play them again next year at oh, Kansas City stop again? Whining. Stop. Whining. Yeah, you know I saw that schedule come out and I was a little perplexed by it. I, I don't oh, understand how. That keeps happening. Uh, you but I would have to agree with you, Kelly. You know, it's it's been frustrating uh, having to deal with deal with. Jeremy, if I could, if I could ask you real quick, just with that breaking news. I mean, Mo Arnold has has played well. Um, hit, hit that dagger shot a few weeks uh, ago, and I guess now it will fall on him and and Curbelo. And uh, it's it's good with Nefta being out now that Curbelo's back to handle the point. But but an opportunity for Mo to continue to lead. Yeah, Mo's been a great a great asset to our team you know he's he's played in a lot of games he has tons of experience he he doesn't get rattled he he stays consistent and i i like you know every time mo's out on the floor i like our chances and i think he's going to do well and i think curbelo is going to do well and i think you know here soon we're going to just put it all together and, and you know uh, and, and do well. Well, back to the serious subject here, uh, Jeremy. What what you guys need is you need Brady to come out of retirement and and quarterback the Bengals and you guys to be back in the Super we, Bowl. We wouldn't want Tom Brady if the world was flooded with urine and the games were played in trees. <laughs> <laughs> we like Joe Burrow. No, we like no, who Jeremy, we got. I'll, I'll let you respond to that. <laughs> I would say we, we have our guy, and he's just getting a little extra rest right now. <laughs> Well, I hope it works out for you Bengal guys. I really do. Well, we've been saying that for years, and it hasn't yet. Hey, Jeremy, thank you very much, man, and good luck to you this week. Thank you very much. I appreciate y'all having me on. All right, Jeremy. Took all you know, really. Uh, you Bengal fans, y'all are just pitiful. <laughs> but the, these these next two games for Southern Miss, and we're going to talk to Dima Mixon a little bit later on here. Who's the real expert? But but honestly, let's just lay, lay it on the table. That that was That was a – that just was not. There was nothing yeah. good about that performance Saturday. And and if you, you know, if you happen to slip up against and and they're a different team at Reed Green for sure. But if you slip up and lose to Georgia State, mm-hmm. and then a lot of teams are going to lose to James Madison, whether it's the home or on the road, you're looking at zero and three in the Sun Belt. That is not. I like type. that analogy better than the first one you used. <laughs> <laughs> you, well, you see how when you talk about Tom Brady, it brings out those juices in me. I gotta, I you can know. see that. I'm gonna let that subject lie. Please, Demon Mixon is in the studio with us. We're glad to have him, and uh, we'll be talking to him next. Stay with us.
Southern Miss to the top. Our thanks to Jeremy Tukolve, the administrative assistant. Men's basketball, they need to get it together. I mean, let's just call it like it is. They're not playing well. A lot of expectations. I wanted to ask him that. We ran out of time. But with such great success last year, the expectations this year were sky high. And unfortunately, uh, so far hadn't been met. Dickie's Barbecue sponsors uh, the opening segment of our show every day. Campus Book Mart sponsors segment two. And there's nobody we like better than Miss Kathleen. It's a great place to buy all your Southern Miss apparel. Campus Book Mart and CampusBookMart.net. Also would remind you, you can hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast anytime you like on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Many, many of you do, and we really do appreciate uh, you tuning in every day uh, via our podcast. Dima Mixon has been on the show before. Uh, we he, he caught our eye doing the kind of Really, I thought first-rate reporting on uh, Southern Miss Athletics as part of the student prints. And, uh, Dima, I'm glad to have you in the studio. And uh, congratulations. So you guys did a jam-up job covering football, I thought. Hey, thanks for having me on. It's always an honor to be back on the show um, and just love bringing the coverage to everybody. Um, it's always amazing, and, and it's it's the best thing I do uh, each week, for sure. It's it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's always good to have a job that you, you love and oh, have fun. Well, well, you know, I was – Talking to you off the air, it was a long time ago. I was at Southern Miss, but we really didn't have the we really didn't have the availability of, of that type of practical experience, and that just does worlds for your ability to land a job in sports journalism when you leave the school. Mm-hmm. Tell us how that's all come about, because you guys are really very very active. Yeah, I mean, it really started um, probably about a year and a half ago um before i was even on a part of our own podcast um they just started the podcast and then i kind of came along me with a couple of the people who started the podcast uh starting last football season and just said hey we're gonna we're gonna really cover this and we're gonna do it um we're gonna do it right we're not gonna half-hearted do it we're not gonna um you know do some here do some there we're gonna really do it and so that was kind of our mindset going into last season uh for football season in 2022 we covered that we got just tremendous um uh, feedback and um and uh a lot of um you know clicks and a lot of listens and all this stuff so we said we just got to keep going and then with the basketball season last year really just elevated us and then obviously baseball season is always high and and elevation and and so yeah really our names got out there a lot and then you know at at that point you really can't go back you got to continue to do Mm -hmm. your best and that's what I try to do to, to do my best at every single thing I do um because I want uh because you know journalists have such a unique view of the team that you know we don't really root for the team, but we want fans to see parts of the team that they don't see by spending $50 to go watch them play basketball, right? right so, right. Well, I've noticed, too, that all the coaches really have embraced you guys and, and, and treat you as part of the broadcast professional media, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Not that you guys are not professional, but the people that are doing that for a living. And uh, and they bring you guys in, and, and you're just you're just part of the group now, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, um, I, I would consider myself definitely part of the group. Great, great, great beat here at Southern Miss. I think Southern Miss fans are really um, fortunate to have. Uh, I, you know, there's a lot of other Sun Belt schools who don't even have one person covering the team, and Southern Miss has at least five, six, eight guys, seven or yeah. eight guys that are just really good um all of them uh all all different types of people who cover the beat and i would include me in one of them 
Kelly and I are old, old school journalists, and, and we have the same belief that what's important is to get it right, not get it first. Right. Is that what you're being taught? Yeah, that's that's a that's a big one. I mean, um, you know, I, before we post anything, we just double check everything to make sure it's right. Um, there's always going to be mistakes, but you have to, you know, just push through even a mistake because when you're trying to get stuff out, you know, you you want it you want it out first, but you also need to make sure it's it's correct. So, but with all due respect, Dima, I'm not even sure that you guys, who it was your generation that came up with the social media stuff, right? right? But I'm not even sure that you guys understood the power of social media until one of your colleagues from a year or so ago posted something on social media that did not go over well, and he learned really quickly, yeah. be careful what you post. Oh, the sure. intern. <laughs> <laughs> well, for sure. I, I want to say right now on air that I had no part of that. <laughs> I, was in, I was in church, and I came out of church and looked on my phone and saw I had about 150 <laughs> Twitter notifications and was like, what and, is this? And without throwing somebody under the bus, it was a Southern Miss reporter. Nathan Lee. <laughs> <laughs> We well, love Nathan. I, I worked with him an entire fall at, at uh, for high school football, and he was on the show. I call him out. It's fine. Okay, okay, part of the game. He was reporting on Southern Miss, but was was touting his uh, love of a particular SEC school. It didn't help. It didn't help the fact that that we had just dominated, you know, or we had knocked LSU out, you know, in the regional. So you got to know where you are. Okay, so you know it was Nathan Lee, and you know he was wearing an LSU shirt. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, no, give, I mean, we'll give his address at the end of the second. That's right. Yeah, we. I, I mean, I, I remember it like it was yesterday. That was a tough day for for us and for our credibility for sure. But but what, but what did that teach you guys, Dima? Well, for me, it taught me to make sure my phone is on during church so I can tell them not to post stuff. But um, <laughs> but 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 in all seriousness, um, it really showed the power of social media. I mean, you're right because I mean. Not to mention what had happened with what he had posted to for the other guys on the show to post an additional thing as a, like a joke um, to kind of it, it, the additional post really hurt. I I think a lot of people who were involved in that um, Twitter thing. So, but I think it really showed the power of social media and what it can do to damage your credibility because credibility is the most important thing you can have in journalism. And once your credibility is shot, we sh- you know, you're, we should have asked him though. What is, did he have an active email like Nathan Lee at LSU.edu? We should have asked him. <laughs> he that did not. No, he, you have to understand that, you know, Nathan loved Southern Miss. He loved Southern Miss with all of his heart, but he grew up with his dad watching LSU football. And that's one of his fondest memories. And that was a, a big win for them. You have to give him that, but obviously to say stuff like that, probably shouldn't have said that. It was, given, the, it was, Given his credibility, uh, and it was his doubling to, down that would really hurt him. I thought. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't mean to keep going on this, but I think it was the whole my right, right. That was the uh, that was what what was frustrating. So yes. you know, if you'd have put something in there, the rather than my, it mm-hmm. should have been. But we learned, Dima. Well, the, we learned uh, the other side, uh, I think, uh, Dima and Kelly might want to chime in on this of social media is that um, there are a lot of people now. There are a lot of people. That they start a podcast, and by God, they, they're a journalist. And they've right. skipped the part that you're going through. Mm-hmm. They skipped the four years of going to school yeah. to learn to be a journalist. As a young person that's deeply involved in social media, does that bother you? Um, not necessarily. I think it, it it more bothers me when people, like you're saying, um, think that they're kind of above the people who who went through the actual process and that's what more bothers me but if, if you know there's several people i know even who, who do southern miss stuff who have their own shows and i i view them as 
very good shows and not necessarily that I would go to them for specific information. You know, if you heard something on their show, you might want to be like, oh, well, let me check here to make sure that that's accurate. But it doesn't bother me as much um, as, as some other people it might. But um, but you, that's just be- you do recognize it. I do right. recognize it. That's right. Yeah. But I mean, for me, like I'm not even a journalism major. I mean, I think that's a shock to a lot of people that I came into college not expecting to do journalism. And it just kind of, you know, the Lord just kind of put that in front of me and then it just kind of what do you all shot I major in political science pre-law oh, okay. so uh, journalism was just kind of a thing I was like oh that'd no, be you're smart you're not going to be a journalist you're going to be a lawyer <laughs> and make a lot of money um, I don't know about that but the two um, most hated professions on earth and you, you yeah but pick the one that makes the money <laughs> pick the one that makes you rich Damon. that'd be my advice too well I know that this has definitely been a blessing to do this for the past almost almost three years now uh, so and it's almost over I mean my final this is my final year starting right now so for Southern Miss to cover it for the student prints for sure so and um, so it's kind of it's been a ride for sure and it's been an honor to do it kelly once you once you tell dima your uh your bold prediction for 2024 yeah we were talking yesterday about headlines that are going to be made in 2024 are you ready i'm I'm glad you're sitting down dima (laughs) southern miss football wins the west okay they win the Sunbelt Championship, and they are one of the how many teams? You said, 11, you said 11 yesterday. 11 the, seed in the national yeah. playoff next year. He's joking about that, right? That would be – I think Will Hall would keep his job. I think we could yeah, say that yeah. for sure if that happens. So, so you, don't, um, you don't subscribe to my uh, – I, I would not endorse that on January 3rd of, two th- of right now. I um, know, Kelly, I talked to Kelnack about that last <laughs> night. Here was his response. <laughs> wow and this is a southern miss show it, you're right i i would i don't even know if i i don't even know if un, undefeated southern miss would make the playoff i think that's exactly right. i mean because alabama would have to have that spot if, yeah even I mean, if they yeah. had four quality losses i think because you know the, the best group of five team gets in the playoff and so you know they'd have to be better than whatever the aac champion is or whoever the um you know if liberty goes undefeated again and I guess they're are they in the their conference USA so Liberty um, ain't uh, ever getting in in the yeah. next five years after yeah. that I, I, I would that be shocked went, the Liberty thing went well I thought <laughs> <laughs> yeah that one went well other group of five yeah. <laughs> all right Demi you gonna stick around we'll get your analysis of, okay of twenty twenty three that you covered yes I'll stick around Demi hey Mixon. Nathan Lee is laughing through text message right now of everything <laughs> so I was I was open and honest with him and awesome. he was thankful either love you that, Nathan either that or he's put on the plastic glasses with the rubber nose so that nobody knows he's <laughs> oh my Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, welcome back, everybody. I want to remind everybody about Town & Country Cleaners. It's Hattiesburg's most trusted dry cleaners. Family-owned and operated since 1983. They offer services like steam pressing, shirt laundry, bulky bedding, minor alterations, and, of course, dry cleaning. 
You can visit Town & Country Cleaners at their convenient location across from USM on Hardy Street, or you can call them at 601-264-4920. Also, want to thank 4th Street Bar & Grill for their sponsorship of our program. It's a great place uh, to meet your friends and uh, watch the game and have a PBR and uh, talk about Southern Miss. They actually closed yesterday so they could have their Christmas party, believe it or not. Because they were working so hard over the Christmas holidays and New Year's, they closed yesterday, went over to their sister bar, so to speak, and they gave all the employees a big Christmas party yesterday. Well, good for them. Yeah. All right, Demo Mixon is uh, continuing our conversation in our studio here, the uh, Southern Bank Corps studio in Hattiesburg. All right, Demo, football season come and gone. Yep. Uh, you covered every game. I saw you at practice. I saw you after the games. You were there every time. Yep. Give us your breakdown. Give us Dima Mixon's observation of what you've witnessed. Yeah, it, you know it's a long season. And I, you were saying that. I, I think I I think I was at that f- at the football facilities more times than I was actually at the school for like school. But um, but yeah, I mean you know fall camp. I think I was on Super Talk saying I was on here. That was the last time I was on the show. Um, just talking about how how intact the Southern Miss football team looked in fall camp. They looked good in all these different areas. Um, and I think you went into that Alcorn State game really thinking like this could be the year for for Will Hall to not necessarily win the Sun Belt, but really compete in ways that they have not been able to compete. You know, you come out of that Alcorn game kind of being like, okay, clean up some spots. It's against Alcorn State. What can you do? I think really the season turned not necessarily at Florida State, but against Tulane. I think that that game really turned the season uh, for the worse for Southern Miss because it, during that game, um, this is you know Tulane who they beat last year. Tulane didn't have their starting quarterback. Felt like Southern Miss's defense could keep him in the game, and Southern Miss's offense, man, in that game was terrible i mean that's just the bottom line nobody can watch that game and say they were not bad that was the worst display of offense i think the entire season and so they really came out of that game really questioning who they were on the offensive side of the ball then they kind of have a weird game going up to jonesboro they've never really they've never been there i don't think they've been there since 2006 um and then they play this freshman quarterback they don't really have much film on them arkansas state gets the, the upset and now the season is like you know okay this is bad you know everybody's starting to really need something happening you come back home and uh i think they they got old dominion i think that next week or texas state or something lost both of those games and then it was just downhill from there so um football seasons are a lot about momentum a lot about um belief and um there was never a moment in this season where it felt like there was belief within the Southern Miss football team until they went to Starkville and they really competed in that game because um, they had just beaten Louisiana, they had just beaten ULM. Um, so belief is a big thing in football seasons. And uh, you look at last year in 2022, you know, they started believing because they started winning. They started winning and they started getting better. They had that humongous win against Louisiana on that primetime night. They just started believing. The same with the basketball team. Uh, but this year, there's never points in the season where they really believed. And I think yeah. that's not yeah. really speculative. There's a lot of underlying issues with the football team. But I really thought that, to me, when you look back at the season, there's never a moment during the season where you thought they were going to win the game. And I think right. that says a lot. I, I thought, from my perspective, the ODU game yeah. was the night I went, uh-oh. Because right. I, I went down on the field in the fourth quarter, and I followed them all the way down the field on mm-hmm. their last drive. And they got inside the five-yard line and really could not move the Old Dominion defensive line an inch. They yeah. just couldn't move them. 
And I thought, boy, this this is not a good sign. This is not Michigan we're playing. This is, <laughs> right. This is Old Dominion, and, and we're not moving them. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the same, I think I went down in the Texas State game at halftime to the field because I, I had to give um, my colleague Jackson Kennedy a, 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 an SD card. Um, and I went down there, and, it, and then there was like Southern Miss fans, like, sign, I mean, Southern Miss players, like, signing autographs at halftime I just I've never seen anything like that before so there's a lot of underlying issues I think within the team that I thought um that that really stood out but I really think that belief but I mean the team itself also dealt with a ton of injuries that really it feels like the injury bug gets them every single year but this year especially especially in the secondary when they really couldn't afford to lose anybody in the secondary and I remember saying that in fall camp they can't afford to lose anybody in the secondary um and then Several other leaders of the team went down in Avery Hobbes. He eventually came back, but several leaders of the team went down, and then it just kind of all just uh, fell apart. Luke? Yeah, I, I would – let me push back just a little bit for the, for the sake of conversation. I thought they believed um, – they were, they were never in – in South Alabama, that was the one. Of course, they were missing a whole lot of guys that night. To your point, there was a lot of injuries. Um, but I mean, I was at App State, and they basically led the entire football game until early to mid fourth quarter. I I watched that season, and I I took a completely different take out of it. I said they did believe because when you're one in seven. And then you start playing your best football of the season. Um, I, I think that that speaks to the fact that you're still buying what the head coach is selling. Going back to the Tulane game, I did think I, I totally agree with you on that. But I, even in that game, if you remember, uh, you know we uh, we ran a fourth down play, and Frank barely overthrows Justin Reed. Did Justin Reed drop it. I think Frank overthrew him just yeah, a tad. Just, just a tad, yeah. And you miss the field goal. And you're up, you know, ten to seven at halftime. If that's the case, so it's just interesting how you know we can you and I watched a whole lot of football and talked a whole lot of football together this year. My take um, was that they they believed until the end, and and maybe your belief, yeah. what you're talking about, is to get them over the final hump, right? Because the effort was there, other yeah. than South Alabama the whole year. Totally, yeah. That, that, let me clarify that the team. 1,000% believed in Will Hall, and I think that just has a testament to Will Hall. The players, everybody believed that every game they went into, they would win. And I, what I'm saying is necessarily, first off, for the fan base, did not believe that the team could win a game uh, is one thing. But two, like you're saying, I think when Southern Miss started getting down, when Southern Miss started, you know, they were down 14 or they were down 21 or whatever it was, there was a lot of just, I don't want to necessarily say giving up, but there was a lot of like, okay, on to the next, you know, they're and, and and outside of the Texas State crazy rally that they almost came back. Um, once the other team took the lead, you were it was almost just like, okay, that's it, right? So, I, yeah, I and, and App State was the anomaly to that. Right. I mean, you you led the whole game, so right. yeah, I, I understand, I understand yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, let me clarify that. I'm not saying the team did not believe at all, that is 1000 yeah. percent true. I mean, I went to every single practice this year outside of like a couple and. I mean, like you're saying, for a one and eight team to be jumping all over the field like they were, and they they believed they really did, and that's a testament to Will Hall, and that's a testament to his coaching abilities. So. I got I got one question um, for you as far as you look at the coordinator hires and you look at the signing class. Yeah, if you just brought somebody in, they didn't know what Southern Miss did last year, they would not say, "Oh yeah, 
number one in the Sun Belt and two really good coordinator hires, they would not think the team was three and nine last year. Yeah, it really is unbelievable. Um, like you like you're talking about. Um, I mean, you know, if you're talking about in in that sense, um, for sure. I mean, you wouldn't think that. I mean, three and nine, you'd think, okay, well, now it's going to be a, a lull year in recruiting. But no, I mean, they went out and signed the top recruiting class. Um, they're 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 looking at some transfers right now, trying to get some transfers in. And, and then, like you're talking about, I mean, they hired a, a very seasoned offensive coordinator and chip long i mean he, he was the offensive coordinator at notre dame did well there uh did well at louisville did well at the other places he was at uh i think uh, i'm a little questioning the defensive coordinator hire just because of his lack of experience on the d1 level but uh, again i mean you gotta they gotta get somebody right but you're right in saying that these coordinators in this recruiting class would not tell you that this was a team who frankly has has had losing seasons out of the three of the last four years one of the things I want to ask you, Dima, about being a journalist at such a young age and you still being in college, toughest thing to me growing up as a young journalist was understanding that I had a job to do and not not getting emotionally attached mm-hmm. to the athletes that I had to cover yeah. because it, the news wasn't always going to be good. Right. And you you ra- you've been raised in an antiseptic generation where everybody gets their feelings hurt, <laughs> right? True. So how do you handle that when you have a bad story, bad news, but it's got to be reported? Yeah, and and that, and that to me is probably one of the toughest things about this job. You know, I've grown up in Hasbrook my entire life, despite um, the couple months I spent in Russia um, when I, before I was adopted, but. I've been a Southern Miss fan my entire life. Southern Miss runs in my family. My grandfather founded the Alumni Fund Fund, uh, Association and and Bob Mixon. They're in the circle of champions. Southern Miss has been in my family, but taking on this job, I have to take that out, right? I have to to look at it with an unbiased lens, and and I think I've really been able to to do that. But like you're saying, it's really hard. The hardest part isn't during the games. The hardest part is the players because you really, you know, we as journalists really covered in a unique way. We see these players all the time. We talk to them all the time. We, we, you know, every day at practice. And so when you have to deliver some tough news, like you're saying, you have to deliver a tough story. It really is hard to do it and know that they're reading it, but you still got to do it because that's your job. Well, Dima, uh, and those of us that are at practice a lot around the team know what great kids they are. They are. You can't help but get kids. a little attached to them yep. and, and feel bad for them when mm-hmm. things aren't going well. But you're doing a great job, young man. We appreciate you you coming in today and appreciate all the good work you're doing at Southern Miss. Thank you. We'll be back. Wrap up this edition of the Super Talk Eagle Hour next. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Final segment on this Wednesday. Bob, Luke, and Kelly from the Southern Bancorp Studios in Hattiesburg and Law. Appreciate Dima Mixon joining us. Good stuff from uh, Southern Miss student journalist. And I tell you what, they uh, they do a good job. Yeah, good job, good job. We were talking about you know his his unusual first name Dima, but he talked about you know his time in Russia, and it's, it's a great story. He was uh, born mm-hmm. in Russia and was adopted, of course, here in Hattiesburg. But the Dima comes from his original name, Dimitri. Yes, yeah, 
So great kid. Yeah, we Short should mention the the super intern that we joked about in the second segment. He is yeah. working in Jackson. He's a reporter. Yeah, WLB. And uh, I was I was texting him while we were uh, we were roasting him, and he was laughing. So <laughs> were, were we ever roast roasting him? We love you, Nathan Lee. Thanks for all that you did. All right, Lady Eagles on the road in uh, in South Carolina to take on the Chanticleers of Coastal Carolina. 5 p.m. today. Of course, uh, radio broadcast there with you with uh, with Jason Baker. It's always on. E- it's also on ESPN Plus. 5 uh, p.m. Lady uh, Chanticleer six and eight. They lost their opener um, this past week to Arkansas State, and uh, they sound kind of like the uh, the men's basketball team. First home game that the Lady Shots have had in in like three weeks. So um, hopefully uh, Dom Davis uh, feeling a little better. But uh, guys, I'm looking for a big game out of Morgan Seeper. They uh, they got to get her back back involved. So, men uh, take on Georgia State tomorrow. We'll open up the Eagle Hour tomorrow, talking to Georgia State play-by-play announcer Dave Cohen, who will who preview Georgia State um, for us. And then and James Madison coming in on Saturday. And you know the one of the things that I took out of Media Day in Atlanta for basket or in uh, New Orleans rather for basketball was how this thing was going to be wide open. But just like in football, James Madison seemed to separate themselves. In basketball, they're apparently you know doing the same thing. What are they, ranked 20th? Uh, I think 19th. 19th now uh, in the in latest poll. poll yeah. So so James Madison uh, apparently you know a force to, to be dealt with. And, again, the good news is the Eagles get them at Reed Green Coliseum. But uh, the bad news is, you know, if they happen to stub their toe tomorrow night, and again, the Eagles are a different team at home, as most college teams are, but uh, it just brings how important that game tomorrow night is against Georgia State because that, that's one that could go either way. But you don't want to, you don't want to look at the prospects, Luca, going 0-3 to start out the Sunday campaign. And, and like I said yesterday, Saturday gives you an opportunity. If you were able to win that, I mean, that's a really, really good win. Um, you, you don't get opportunities. I think it's the first – Top 20 teams since, like, 2011 to come to Reed Green uh, on Saturday. Tomorrow night's against Georgia State, by the way. Southern Miss Men's Basketball putting this out. It's Military Appreciation Night. All military service members and immediate family members get free admission just with the, the valid military ID. So an opportunity tomorrow night for military members in, in South Mississippi and the state. Come watch Southern Miss Basketball, um, courtesy of Southern Miss. Uh, to honor you and your family and what you mean to our country. And I think the way that they did the schedule this year, I, don't, I think this was probably a conference decision, but I particularly didn't like the way that they did these clumping of home games and road games. I mean, like the Eagles have got two at home. I know there's like one time in February where they have like five in a row at home. You know, prior to having like five in a row on the road, these are conference games. It's difficult to develop any type of consistency from a fan base when you're playing two, then you're gone for five, then you're home for five, then you're gone for four. You know, so just the way that it worked out. But um, uh, you know, just venting a little bit. But uh, when they're home, they're going to be home for a while. When they're on the road, they're on the road for a while. Well, look at December. Yeah. They played one one game here the whole month of December, is that right? And the, the student body, too, means so much, particularly at Southern Miss, and they don't even come back to school for another week or so, you know, another week and a half or so. So it, it's Reed Green is a different place when the students are there and rocking. Those poor babies, I can't believe they're going to make them come back. 
before the end of January. Well, if this was television, you could see the sarcasm just dripping off of Bob Getty. <laughs> Poor baby. As if you couldn't hear it. How are in, they going to cope? In his voice. <laughs> now, Genesis of Hattiesburg is the official auto dealer of the Eagle Hour. Genesis sedans and SUVs are the finest vehicles on the road today. And coming soon, I saw the sign actually going up last night, the new Genesis showroom, Highway 98 West in Hattiesburg. Also want to thank our buds at D1 and uh, – well, D-Bat, I understand. D-Bat, uh, where you can take your children for baseball, softball training. Uh, they got cages. They've got uh, all kinds of cool stuff. And, man, now that the, the calendar has turned, you're, you know, you're going to start these – a lot of these travel softball and baseball teams are going to start cranking up here in the next uh, three weeks or so. So yeah. those, hey, those cages are going to be busy. It's an interesting transfer. I told you guys all fair. Seth uh, McLaughlin, Bama's center, who had a little issue in the uh, – Playoff game with some snaps. He's in the portal today. I'd take him at Southern Miss in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. But do you think that was uh, his decision, <laughs> Kelly? Well, it just goes to show you, at Alabama, you're only as good as your last game, right? Uh, Come be a Golden Eagle, Seth McLaughlin. Come be a Golden Eagle. Hey, quickly, every time I think of this, read this, I think of you, Kelly. Mo Bay Beignet, the official beignet dealer. Beignet dealer. (laughs) The official beignet shop of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. It's good stuff, right, Stanner? And uh, my sister's in town from Minnesota. Took her there last week. Gingerbread was the flavor in December. Did you drink it or put it on the beignet? No, you you taught me. You set me straight. That wraps up the show today. We're back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Southern Miss. To the the top. top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.